Welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Miners podcast, a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the minor and insignificant things in life. Your hosts, as usual, Mahi and Louis. So, but yeah, so like, um, Amir, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and we'll pick it up from there. So, my name is Amira. I am 27 and I'm a freelance writer and content creator. Nice. And what kind of content do you write normally? Um, fashion, food, travel, a mix, real variety. What, what got you into this field? What piqued your interest? Um, so I, I've always liked to write and I wanted to work in fashion. So I dabbled around working, interning at fashion magazines, modeling agencies, PR companies, just to see what would be the best fit. And then I realized that um, working at a magazine kind of combined all of that. Uh, before we kind of go to in COVID, I wanted to ask this as well, sorry, uh, to like take a step back. But uh, you started with fashion and you know, interning magazines and everything. Where yeah. did the, the food and like travel and all those things come into play? Like, was that something you were also interested in or you just had like opportunities that came along and you were like, why not? So kind of in this industry, as much as it's nice to have a niche, I think especially being freelance, you need to be able to adapt and be versatile in the jobs you take on. I think like if you're too niche, that that can hinder you in a lot of respects so when I went freelance I had opportunity to review travel via like hotels or tourist boards write about food and review restaurants and such and you know these are interests of mine as well so it's not like it's it doesn't really fit with me and who I am as much as I write about a variation of things I probably won't write about cars because you know I like a car but I'm not gonna claim to be that interested in it and stuff um but if you know if something comes up and it's a way of you know getting your name out there and getting some money in your pocket and you know learning about new things then why not I think it's silly to turn that down and I assume it has like its perks as well like you know sometimes you get to travel and go to different places so that kind of be cool well yeah the, the whole industry is one that can give you a lot of opportunity and a lot of new experiences and yeah, I got to eat at so many restaurants and got to travel the world. Um, I wouldn't turn that down. Since you're into food, what's your favorite sort of cuisine or the best dish you've ever had that just wowed you? So I have three top cuisines, Japanese, Mexican, and Middle Eastern. And then in terms of food, like, when I went to Vienna, we went to this restaurant called Mama Lu and Sons, which was a Chinese restaurant, and it's the best Chinese food I've ever had. And I've been to Hong Kong. Um, oh. Yeah, it was so good. Um, in terms of London, I love Smokestack, which is a premium barbecue restaurant just off Brick Lane. And what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Um, you know, I like to try new things. So I've eaten sea urchin in a variety of ways. I've eaten um cow's brain I've eaten the the weirdest and worst was probably we went to a restaurant called shotgun which I felt so let down by because I went off a timeout recommendation and it was awful 
and we had pig's ear which is normally when done properly really nice mm. and it was just it was inedible and the restaurant shortly shut down afterwards i really oh. wish i had that i wish i had a screenshot of time out raving about it and uh before we go into covid would you ever have insects yeah oh um oh when i went to um bangkok this was less of like a meal more just traveling ritual but when i was in bangkok i ate a frog um some maggots a cockroach i ate scorpion yeah the maggots are pretty tasty they taste like cheese popcorn yeah and i've had um like grasshoppers in mexican food and stuff like that Okay, so you're very adventurous. That's good. I'll try That's it. Good. I'm not going to say I'll eat it like every day or I it's, you know, my request if I come around for dinner, but Well, yeah, fair enough. All right. And, well, and then, Mahi... and then <clears throat> from traveling perspectives, like what are some of the so your favorite places to be or write about? Um I really loved going to Oman. That was amazing. I got to go there twice um in 2019 um so that was fun um where else did I really like I went to Barbados and that made me want to go see more of the Caribbean um I'm pretty I'm pretty down to travel anywhere and everywhere because I think everywhere has something interesting to offer but if you could like apart from Oman or Barbados or the Caribbeans if you had to go like someplace that you've been and you wanted to go again a second time and you wouldn't miss that chance um, somewhere that I'd go again and do exactly what I did the first time would be Iceland. I think it was amazing. And that wasn't even a work trip. That was just pure travel. Did you have the fish dish they have? The, 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 they have a weird fish dish. It's like cooked with detergent or cleaned with detergent or something. I didn't, but now I'm intrigued. Um, the fer- they have a fermented uh, dish, I believe. I I don't know. I ate a lot of fish there, but I don't remember knowingly eating something that was made with detergent. But I guess or, when I go back, I'll have to try. Or maybe not detergent. Maybe I'm butchering it, but it was. It has an off smell because it's fermented. I'm You'd know if you have it. Yeah, no, I just I, I just I looked it up. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Kester Hakarl, something like that. It's Icelandic fish. So it's a sleeper shark that's been fermented. Oh, yeah, on the ground no, interesting so anyone who's listened to that go and try it. if you have tried it let us know how that is but uh so obviously if we look at the you know what you do from this perspective it seems like all it, it, it seems pretty fun like you know you get to travel around you get to eat and do things that you wanted to to do at least it was fun before 2019 now 2000 yeah, uh, sorry, before 2020. It was during 2019. Yeah, that's what I'm exactly. going to say. Now, here comes 2020 and uh, the entire creative and hospitality uh, industries are kind of spun over their heads. So uh, you kind of alluded to it, but like now to work as a freelancer, what are like what are the differences that you're seeing and what, are, what has changed for you doing the same work that you do? Well, obviously restaurants shut. um, And so there was no reviewing restaurants. Um, It took a, for the first time around, it took a while for them to kind of jump on this DIY kit. And I think that stemmed from just having all the produce and food 
and needing to do something with it. And I think, I mean, a lot of people hate on the restaurant kits because they say like, why are you paying part of what you're paying for when you go and eat at that restaurant is for the the chef who's in the know to cook it. But I think it, you know, it's a way of supporting them. It's something fun to do. I remember for my birthday, we got a couple of them and did them together as a family. And it's just, you know, something different for everyone to get involved in. Um, when things started to open up over summer it was a bit of um well for me I felt it was a bit of a, a difficult one to navigate because I was very used to having an influx of contacts reach out to me saying oh we'd love for you to review here we'd love to get you in here la 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 and um that slowed down there were some people still doing that but it wasn't as often and personally I felt weird and not right about reaching out myself when normally I would have said, well, you know, you've got to graft a bit yourself. But I felt a bit, I didn't want to come across as being entitled, even though it was for work purposes. And that's not even for Instagram and social media. That's for some of the publications I write for that I still had to get out food content. Um, and then obviously in terms of travel, there were a, a few trips going on um, in terms of group press trips, but nothing compared to like, I think I went on 15 in 2019 and, you know, I got offered to go on more. So that kind of gives you a bit of a, an insight into like how many, you know, how few press trips were organized in the space we were allowed to travel last year. And I know lots of friends and colleagues in the industry, they um, kind of organized their own trips with hotels where they'd pay for their flights, but they'd get a free hotel stay and such. I personally opted not to do this because um, I didn't feel it was the right time to go traveling. Um, not saying I don't regret that because <laughs> definitely could have done with um, a bit of an escape and getting a tan and all the rest of it. But yeah, I think I made the right decision. And how has sort of, how has your content adapted or changed? So, in terms of writing for magazines, it's all about sort of thinking of what the consumer is looking to read and what the consumer can do. So that's why those restaurant kits are great because, you know, even when they were still going, it's not like they stopped when restaurants opened as well because there were so many people who weren't going out to restaurants or people who lived outside of London who ordinarily might have come to the city but chose not to. So, those, so that's something that was still very relevant. In terms of my personal content, um, I got really creative, you know, I started shooting clothes um, at home. I, I'm very lucky my building has a roof terrace, so I had the outside space there. And then um, I learned to cook. I'm not saying I didn't know how to cook before, but I never bothered trying anything more than, you know, pasta or salmon and veg. Um, and then obviously not being able to eat out and eat some of my favorite dishes, I started experimenting don't think I'm too bad at it. <laughs> and uh, is mental health a part of your, con like, so with, with COVID, mental health has become, you know, more uh, of a headline topic. Is that something you merge with your content? Like where, you know, people need to take, have mental health hygiene to take care of these aspects or do you still stick to your lane, you know, food, travel, things like that? I mean... I think it's very important and obviously it's never been as common 
as as it has been this past year I mean I wouldn't say I'm someone who struggles with anxiety and such but I had like low points last year I think every sorry <laughs> in my defense it was Fleetman Mac so you know that is a solid tune to come on but um yeah so I I mean it depends I personally don't really um go on my Instagram stories and talk about how I'm feeling like I do maybe that's an error I don't know but I normally for example you could look at my Instagram and see a perfect life and you know just the usual day-to-day but if you don't know me offline you don't know that something else is going on so I haven't you know been one of those social media content creators that has you know come on stories and had a chat about how I'm feeling and such but I do applaud those who do because I think it's always good to know that you're not alone if you are feeling a bit down and a bit shit and you know maybe someone that you watch every day and respect and such like to know that they're going through the same thing might you know help you in some small way how do you think the hospitality industry in general how do you think it it should adapt itself because you know with covid everything has digitally transformed how do you think the hospitality industry is going to be in the next few years is it going to revert back to post pre-covid or do you think there are certain trends that will retain it's going to be tough because obviously it is the hardest hit industry, I feel. Um, I think things like the restaurant kits and such should continue to go ahead because it doesn't really lose the restaurant anything to keep those going. And it, you know, is it reaches a new sector of the consumer, I guess. Um, but in terms of like, it's going to be a long time before we go back to normal and where we don't have to wear masks and we don't have to social distance. So, I mean it is going to be difficult for them to just kind of thrive. Like if you remember eating out at a restaurant pre-COVID times, that's not going to happen. So, you know, they are they are doing a lot and it's just about maintaining the, those things. And I'm not going to lie, I'm very glad. I used to work in hospitality myself as a waitress and I'm, I'm not sad that I'm not involved directly anymore because it must be really frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> Uh, it is interesting to look like how things got, are going to change because like, I, I feel like everyone wants things to go back to normal, but I don't necessarily believe that it will go back to normal. So there'll be a new normal and uh, eating out, uh, bless the old times, but it, like that'll be diff- very different as well. I like the uh, thing that Luis brought up about um, mental health. And I think like, uh, yeah, as you said, some pages are doing you know they're they're trying to tell people how they're feeling and putting themselves out there and you you're choosing not to do that and i I just wanted to like connect that to the conversations we had uh, lou and i had have have had before about businesses and like if you're using your instagram as a point of you know like you're a freelancer and this is like probably i'm assuming like most of your interactions come from instagram so you want to keep it like more professional than a personal account is that like a correct assumption I don't know I guess it's because I have a wide range of people following me from friends to family to work colleagues to random people um I guess it's just kind of for me I want if I'm going through things the people who I want advice from will know about it um it's also maybe something like 
maybe I don't want to like you know worry any family members about going through something just because I haven't spoken about it with them but I've shoved it on social media and such um yeah and sometimes it's just a bit of a low day but you get over it and stuff um I definitely maybe I'll start saying things like definitely have my low days but I'd prefer to deal with them offline but yeah it's just how different people deal I mean some people get a bit of a cathartic experience like you know benefit from actually voicing it out loud online maybe like a like a group therapy kind of thing and that's that's fine to each their own yeah uh, from that aspect I totally get it like you know with your own personal stuff obviously if you if you need help like you know uh reach out to the people who care about you or like you know work with professionals and stuff like that but also do you think like just um kind of bringing up mental health not not as as a personal like not about how it affects you personally but just about like you know putting it out there that like you know because i think that's what lewis was uh, um, going for as well like a lot of different well, uh, influencers, people on Instagram or anything else, they are trying to bring up mental health and like how people should take care of, uh, of themselves a bit more because of, again, because of the pandemic, a lot of people have had like to stay at home and deal like, you know, they can't run away from their issues anymore. So they had to kind of deal with it and just like, you know, be alone in the house with themselves and like really find out more about themselves. So I think uh, maybe like... N- not your personal experience but talking about it more do you think that would just like add any benefit to me personally or just in general in general just like yeah I mean I think it's always great to make these once taboo subject subjects something that are very that's very common because the more like you know the whole reason we have people struggling is because they they don't realize that they can talk to people they haven't found a safe space to talk about it with people you know and I'm not saying talking about it immediately will rectify things or fix things but we definitely do need to make it more of a mainstream topic and like you know you struggling with mental health is not you being crazy or you necessarily being point blank depressed you know there's so many layers to these feelings and you know it does need to be something more talked about by those with influence. Yeah, I would say. So maybe I should, maybe I should start. But I think if I if I were to do it, I would maybe do it in my own way rather than like sharing my, not that I don't want to share my personal experiences, but it's also weird because at the beginning of the pandemic, I think I was wary I wouldn't fare well, but I actually did. And it was only towards the end of the year that I had a bit of a low moment. But I think everyone, you know, everyone struggled with the November lockdown a bit, you know, it was a it was a harder one for everyone and then obviously getting near to Christmas and then I'm someone who does suffer from SAD and needs you know light and obviously it's dark and gray every day so um yeah it would probably be sharing that side of things from my personal perspective but yeah anyone who wants to share whatever they want on mental health if they think it's going to help someone then even if it helps one person he's normally like i find it funny that he's normally like ask questions and then suddenly he just like just to throw me off goes quiet but yeah uh going away a little bit again from uh, the, the pandemic itself i want to know you know you you did say that you, you always like writing and then like that's how you got into this um into um 
what you do right now. If you had any, and I, again, like, I think it, it is, I, I like the stuff that you do. So I was going to say, do you have any uh, tips uh, for anyone who wants to kind of follow the same footsteps? Or do you have any, what's the word that I'm looking for? Advice. Advice. Thank you. <laughs> Coming to you right by majoring in the minor. Yeah. Any advice for people who might want to follow the same footsteps? In my career? Yeah. Or working um, as a freelance, pretty much. Personally, I wouldn't recommend it just off the cuff. It's very hard. It's very unstable. It's, you know, it's great. It's got a lot of pros and a lot of cons. Pros are freedom of schedule, um, being your own boss, managing your own time, having a variety of work. So 2019, it was great because I was able to go on a loads of trips I was able to take lunch meetings whenever I wanted I was able to make money by doing shifts and my own commissions in my own time so it was a mix of a work schedule and it was great but it as easily as it can go up it can go down so you have to really be prepared for that and you have to kind of have a thick skin because when you don't hear back from people it's not necessarily something personal if any when I say I wouldn't recommend it, I mean, if someone was saying to me now, oh, I am going to choose to go freelance, I'd personally recommend they give it a go as a side hustle and see how it, how they manage it. And, you know, if they have like an influx of work come through, that's great. And, you know, congrats to them. But I would, you know, test the waters a little bit first. Obviously, not everyone is like that I mean I myself went freelance because my role got cut at the company so I was kind of thrown into this way and you know if that happens then you kind of just roll with it and you know see what happens which is essentially what I did but I mean if if someone was thinking oh I want to be a freelance writer I would suggest trying it out as a side hustle first so it's kind of like rolling with the punches out of the necessity you had to like make those adaptations because I, I think that like kind of helps people grow as well as you said like every uh, every up has a down uh, afterwards so like if you can get out of it you probably can make it like if you can do I mean, it during the hard times you could do it during the easy times right yeah I mean I've definitely learned a lot from it I've had amazing experiences that I wouldn't have had had I not been freelance I wouldn't change that I wouldn't give that up um, but I've also missed out on things like you know comfort of a monthly salary and being paid for my holidays and sick pay and things like that and I know that sounds really boring and you know I'm not saying that stuff is necessarily you know I also liked going on safari and chilling on a beach in Barbados for work as well but obviously I think you need to weigh up both sides of things and like find your balance um but everything you know every experience makes you stronger everyone finds their right their own path and I also think like you know if you're that unhappy with it you can you can strive to change it like I'm proud that I've managed to keep myself afloat during the pandemic as a freelance writer sure um but I think you know there's but I've you know I've reaped benefits of being freelance in the pandemic you know when everyone when we had great weather and everyone was stuck inside I was sunbathing with music on and having a nice time it was almost like being on holiday um, but then there are also low points. So as long as you know what you're getting yourself into and, you know, only individuals can know if they can manage that. I'm undecided. I like being freelance, but I also don't like being freelance. And I think most freelancers would say that. 
Well, yeah, there are obviously benefits to being in an agency versus uh, freelance, the stability versus the sort of. The and it's different moments your of your life that are going to like different moments of the day, even <laughs> that are going to like yeah. showcase what the positives and ne the negatives of that. Yeah, for instance, if you want to go clubbing, but you know, you're freelancing, you might have to like stay late and like come up with a project. Yeah, I mean, it's all about managing your own time. So like, I love being freelance when it was sunny and I got to sunbathe and then I got sent a delivery of food because I just need to include it in an article. But then I hate being freelance when I come downstairs off the rooftop and I've got a notification saying my credit card bill is due. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of paid work coming in that month, that kind of thing. You know, rolling with the punches is an accurate description. Well, hey, it builds grit. It builds, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it you know, you have does. skin in the game. So, that's yeah, great. I feel like if you can, ma if you can manage as a freelancer, you definitely can handle a lot. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are freelancers in various fields, whether they're photographers, stylists, writers, um, and everyone loves their freedom of schedule but I'm sure everyone would agree oh it'd be nice not to walk like not to have to graft so much yeah freelancing you have to constantly graft you have to constantly pitch you have to constantly find work if you take a day off so does your work versus if you're in a, you know a salaried position on your days off you can really really relax kind of thing well you'd think so but I suppose that depends on the job as well the grass is always greener yeah exactly I mean people look at me and they say oh my god I want your life and I'm like yeah I can see why you would but then also come at me and say you want my life when you're trying to scrounge money at the end of the month kind of thing but then yeah I also want my life when I'm jetting off to Moscow and you're sat at a desk so yeah pros and cons pros and cons but would you, if some, if you were offered uh, like a nine to five, would you, would you take it or? It depends what the role was. I think I definitely, as much as freelancing strengthens your character and like helps you become versatile and such. I think in terms of, you know, working your way up a ladder, that's, obviously easier to do within a company or within an agency so you know I can continue getting commissions and writing for different publications but you know that's not going to earn me the promotion or you know get me to a higher position as such so I think you know I've been freelance for a couple of years I think definitely that in the pandemic there's there's few way fewer perks to being freelance so yeah but it all depends. I think everything in moderation and do something for a bit whilst it works for you. And then you, you know, as an individual know when it's not, I, I could definitely work in a permanent role if it was the right fit, but I, I, I wouldn't just take any role. Things aren't that bad just yet. <laughs> and uh, we, we touched on mental health, but how do you keep your mental health? not even mental health, how do you cope during the pandemic in general? So I told everyone, because I live on my own, so everyone was saying, how are you coping? How are you managing to stay upbeat? And at the beginning, it was literally, um, 
I was waking up early because I my apartment gets morning sun so the sun was waking me up naturally in a good mood I'd have breakfast I'd do a workout I'd do some work and then I'd go upstairs sunbathe read a book listen to music maybe do some emails and some work upstairs depending on how heavy the load was that day come down maybe do another workout maybe play the piano I had a very nice routine that you know had me doing just enough of everything to get the benefits without being too bored or such um also I do like tv so when everyone was like oh all there is to do is watch tv I was like yeah and great loving it finally um but then let's fast track or backtrack to November when I wasn't feeling so great you know maybe I let go of my workout routine I didn't have the sun waking me up in the morning couldn't go upstairs in town so like so many things I implemented into my routine I couldn't do and as much I'm definitely a night owl who stays up but then obviously because of the weather staying up late means I'm not getting woken up early either so then I'm in a bad sleeping routine which is obviously not great I need to start meditating because everyone says it's good and yeah you're rolling your eyes but it's not going to harm me is it so I feel like I should try to give that a go to start the day right you just put in a positive mindset I mean I don't really have baths but I can understand why people might enjoy a bath. And I think that that's the thing. I can go on and say everything I do for my positive mental health, but it's all about trying it out for yourself and seeing if that works for you. Because if it works for you, great. And if it didn't work for me, who cares? The fact is, whether it's a placebo or an actual fact, if it's working for you, then you keep doing that, hun. Exactly. It's about having a system that actually works for you. Yeah, and and something you with, can stick to. If it's not harming you, who's to tell you it's right or wrong, good or bad? Exactly. If it works for you and if it gives you those small wins to keep going, then yeah, why not? Even Mahan, better if it works quiet. for you and no one else. Oh, exactly, because then you're winning. Like, who cares yeah. what the haters say? Mahan, would you like to interject? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with all of that. And like, I know you, uh, <laughs> every time people say meditation i don't roll my eyes i just like have a big question mark in my head because like and i totally agree with that i just think like people meditate differently there are different methods of meditation and i've talked about it before like at the end of the day whatever gets you there to be able to yeah like you know clear the mind dude like whatever takes you there for me I'm weird. Heavy metal takes me there. Like I can listen to heavy yeah. metal music and relax. But like my problem is when people associate meditation with very specific routines. And I'm like, no, it, that's not necessarily meditation. Like stop, like just let people do what, as you said, like, you know, the things that work for your mental health and keep you happy and keep you going will not necessarily apply to any, everyone else. So but it's even, it's even like with yoga, like, yes, yoga typically works to be beneficial whether it relaxes you whether it helps you stretching whether it's your form of exercise whatever but there's so many different types of yoga and there's so many different instructors that you could do yoga and like find this real connection with everything that was involved in that particular session the type of yoga the music the smells in the room the instructor and you know I hear it from so many people that they they didn't like this instructor and then someone else is like oh no I love that person she's amazing and it's like well good for you like that works for you I obviously need to find someone else for this to work for me because 
otherwise that's not really going to calm you down if you're like if instead of switching off and you know feeling a sense of calm from this yoga session if you're just constantly thinking I don't want to do this because this instructor isn't my vibe yeah I agree with that like again individuality each person like we all tick differently and we just have to figure out what helps us get there but that is I suppose a bad a good and a bad thing about social media is that a recommendation can spread through social media and you know I've definitely found classes and things that have helped me during this pandemic and in general thanks to social media and I'm very grateful because I don't know that I would have heard about it otherwise that being said when someone becomes a bit of a a hit or a hype if you're the person who doesn't fit find that's a good fit for you or doesn't gel with that workout routine or that yoga instructor or whatever um you just kind of have to think well that doesn't work for me it doesn't mean the whole thing doesn't work for me or even if the whole thing doesn't work for me I can find something else um I suppose if you've got a bit of a if you're in a less stable mental state you might unfortunately think oh what's wrong with me that I don't like meditation or I don't like yoga when actually there's nothing wrong with you it just doesn't work for you so you've just got to find what works for you and not as as much as social media social media is a blessing and a curse amen I've been saying that forever yes absolutely but I hate everyone who says it's purely a curse or it's you know extremes are never good yeah it's a tool and it's how you utilize it yeah just like anything else exactly all right yeah i think uh, uh unless like well you know what i'm gonna say this and then louis always does this to me like i'm like oh, all right looks like we are done and that's like we could slowly wrap it up and ding- do things and then suddenly it's like yeah but i'm gonna stop you and ask you this random question and just mess up everything that mohan had built for a for ending to the show so <laughs> he uh, he might do that probably he's saving it up uh but yeah, I really like uh, everything you said. Uh, I like how it started from like, you know, freelance and uh, writing about like fashion, food and travel, and then how it goes to uh, social media and how it can be a great <laughs> or destructive tool. And this is why we have these conversations. Um, Love a do- tangent. Right. Uh, that's literally what we do. Like we say majoring in the minors, but we're like minoring in the majors pretty much. So, Louis, do you have your like final question before we bring it to a close? Mm, what's your favorite workout routine? Um, I'm going to shout out my girl, Kira, um, from Kira London. Uh, my friend introduced me to her workouts. And it's they're just really good because they're 45 minutes to an hour. I feel like I work hard during them. She does them the whole way through, too. So it's not one of these things where someone's just shouting at you to do exercises when she feels the burn you know about it because she's literally squatting in pain herself um and yeah I just think she's doing good I also like Danielle Pisa's workouts um yeah I like doing them at home but of course before COVID I was an avid follower and keen member of the gym group Charing Cross yeah, I hear this. There's this guy. He's he's very amazing. Mahanel PT. Yeah, he does really great stuff. So yeah, if you're looking to do online stuff, forget about the the ones she said. They don't. 
it won't be I mean, drawing great. parallels between you know social media freelancing and the gym group you have to have a thick skin to work in all of those yeah exactly that's like i i personally online think... trolling in-person trolling you know sort yeah. of thing yeah sure you call it trolling i call it a spark of genius but yeah uh, well thank you amira for this no lovely talk yeah and uh, mahan thank where's you our so fake much. sponsor of the you, day you know what i did come up with a fake sponsor of today so yeah this is a segment that because we don't have any sponsors i always come up with a fake sponsor okay and i tell people that don't look it up because it does not exist but again like if they do that's their problem but our fake sponsor for this episode is plush mush what is that uh, like a baby food ad it's not it's actually um if you want you know you miss your friend you miss your best friends around having them around so you can send your pictures to plushmush.com and they will turn your friends into a very cute plushy toy and then send it back to you so you can have them around you you have to all buy the it time. i don't know it's made up it doesn't actually exist so yes yeah, so you have to buy it uh, <laughs> i guess i mean hold up aren't you meant to be on the apprentice instead of doing this podcast uh yeah you know what let's not bring that up that that failed they didn't like my where did the name come from why is it mush because plushy mushy, mushy. I don't know. It's mush mushy cool. you no, hug someone it's mushy. mushy yeah it's, it's mushy. mushy like you you when you hug someone you know it's, it's oh, mushy. mushy yeah yeah well i think that was Plush. very good uh, anyways that, that no, i love, I love the concept all right thank you and, and I will steal it and she'll actually yeah. <laughs> okay. you heard I'll it here first a free prototype all right in exchange for a review okay i mean I, oh. we said the best friend so you'll probably get a, a mahan plushie so i don't know how you feel about <laughs> no, that i don't want to be scared yeah there we go all right with that we can bring this episode to an end thank you so much for listening oh sorry before that um we have thousands of imaginary listeners and a couple of actual ris- listeners. But if you want to plug in your social media, uh, feel free to do so, Amira. Oh, follow me for food and other stuff. Um, Amira, A-M-I-R-A, 5-8. That's 58, not 5 eight. Amira, 58. thank you so and much and that is what you can expect from my channel yeah that level of chaos and lack of togetherness come join me it'll be amazing all right guys the five of you who listen to this go and follow her she like it at, at least it'll make yeah, you really I will value anybody that comes my way perfect <laughs> thank you so much for joining us amira uh from majoring in minors that's it uh, love you all who listen to this please tell your friends and share if you like the episode and until next time bye bye bye